Yeah. The last couple weeks, or, or when we first started, I told you guys that um, we, we defined what boundaries is. And I, and I said that uh, biblically, I would define it as, uh, as stewardship. And we see many examples of stewardship throughout, throughout the Bible where God had given somebody something and he asked them to, to take care of it. And uh, when they were given this duty to take care of the things that God had given them, uh, sometimes they did a good job. Sometimes they, they, they didn't do such a great job. There's one story that Jesus was sharing with, uh, with people about uh, talents, where he gave uh, three separate individuals uh, uh, talents, is what, what, they, what they refer to. And so um, they refer to, to these things as perhaps like a, maybe a set of money. And, and he gave them these resources and they were to take these resources and they were to uh, um, they were to in, invest what, what are you going to close the door um, they were, uh, were going to want to take these things and they were going to uh, God asked them to invest these, these things and so each one of them had, had this talent one person went and they, uh, they uh, dug up a hole and they threw it in there, and they covered it up, and they went and dug it up later, and they, the return on investment was the, what they originally buried. Another one went and he, uh, he invested, it, uh, invested it, and he ended up getting you know, double his return. Another one invested it very wisely and ended up getting ten times the return. The reason I share that is that each and every one of us has been given something by God to invest in. Uh, we have our, our health, we have our family, and we have our resources. And what we put into that is what we're going to see come back to us. If we, um, for example, with our family, if we have this great, wonderful family, uh, some of us have kids, some of us have grandkids, uh, wives, husbands, um, fathers, mothers, we all have somebody in our life that we can invest time and resources to. The more we put into that relationship, um, the more that's going to come out of it in, in the way that uh, if, if I spend uh, quality time with my kids, uh, they're, they're going to spend more time with their kids down the road and invest more time in their kids and their kids and so on and so forth. So, so the more that you invest um, in things like that, uh, the, the more fruit it's going to pay dividends to. In the case in, in the church, here in the church, when you know our um, our responsibility as being as being Christians, as being a part of the church, is to spread the gospel. That that is that is the the, the mission of the church. And uh, when we are given that mission by God, and we all have that responsibility of we have all been given grace. We've been given this gift called grace, and within this gift called grace, we are supposed to. Have that grace, uh, share that grace with other people, and have that spread. The more we invest in our neighbors, our coworkers, our, our family, our friends that need Jesus, you're going to see eternal uh, dividends that are going to be uh, that can be paid. Um, essentially, in the sense of um, people's lives are going to be saved, and people's lives are going to be changed and transformed. And that's the uh, uh, the purpose of. That's uh, one example of, of uh, stewardship. Now, we're going to talk 
more about boundaries and how to protect the things that we are to be good stewards of, like the gospel. The gospel is something that we're supposed to be a steward of. Um, like our family, that's something we're supposed to be a steward in. But we have to put certain boundaries in place because um, as a minister, it can be very easily to be uh, caught up in um, spending, actually, you can actually spend too much time with the church and totally neglect other things like your family. Um, you can invest all this time in other people um, and you're you know, spending other time with other people that you want to see their lives change and transform. But one of the greatest examples is by uh, having a good boundary system and, and have control over your life so that when they do, when, when other people are on the outside looking in, um, they don't see necessarily perfect people, but they see people that, uh, that could, could possibly help them out along the way. So we talked about uh, 10 tools, 10 tools that uh, they called laws to help establish boundaries in our life. And these, uh, give me an opportunity here to uh, pull these up. Um, and these 10 laws, and I'm going to go through these real quick uh, for the sake of being able to move on. Um, but the, these are the 10 laws that we went over. We went over the law of reaping and sowing. Law number two was the law of responsibility. Law number three was the law of power. Law number four was the law of respect. Law number five five was the law of motivation. Number six was the law of evaluation. Law number seven was the law of of proactivity. Uh, Law number eight was the law of envy. Law number nine is the law of activity. And number ten was the law of exposure. All these laws that we talked about were all... Uh, different boundary laws that when when you apply these things in your life in a healthy way that uh, you you are able to um, uh, take care of the things that need to be number one priority in your life and the way I prioritize things is I always try to make God uh, God first and foremost in my life everything I do uh, if, it, if it's of God if it if it's directed towards God um, and worshiping God, then I know that I can't go wrong. Uh, next is my wife. She, she's number two, even more so than my kids, because I know that if I'm taking care of my wife, and, and, and I'm a, I have a relationship with God, and, I'm, and that is a part of my relationship with my wife, I know that ultimately the next priority is going to be taken care of as well, and that's my kids. When I, have a, when I have a healthy relationship with God, I have a healthy relationship with my wife. When, when my, wife, my relationship's healthy with my wife, it's going to be healthy with my kids. And then everything else um, ends up taking care of itself. You, you, your priorities, when your priorities change, God's going to provide and protect you. He's going to make sure there's a, ho- a roof over your head. He's going to make sure that, you're, you're, you know, that uh, you're going to have work or you're going to be able to put clothes on your back and food on your table. You don't always know how it's going to work out and you, you, you don't always know how much but you know that God's going to provide it um, through all kinds of different seasons um, that come and go. So that is the, the basis of those laws, is to give you the tools uh, to be able to establish boundaries in your life so that uh, you're able to be more generous, that you're able to uh, not be, while you're being more generous in your life, that you're also not being taken advantage of. And so we're going to go ahead and we're going to talk about myths. A lot of people, they make excuses of why they, they can't establish certain boundaries in their life. 
and it, they come, these excuses is what I call myths. And so we're going to go through eight myths today. And uh, you were odd. You were the, That's in what I was trying to take the ball. Okay. All right. Well, you are not not you're not odd, but you're the, you're doing the odd number one. All right. Uh, myth number one: If I set boundaries, I'm being selfish. Boundaries don't turn us from other centeredness to self-centeredness. Instead, boundaries actually increase our ability to care about others. So, I know that a lot of times when you think about, well, if I do this, this person's going to think this of me. Like saying for being a pastor. Like, for Mike, on our day off, he turns off his cell phone. Now, that might seem totally like, well, I need you, Pastor, now. You're being selfish because you won't answer my call. Or you didn't get back to me. Well, for you, I understand that in your life, your crisis is happening right now. And he listens to it and still says, okay, can I call them back tomorrow? Do I need to call them back now? Yes, we go to voicemail. But he's not going to answer every single phone call. For, for you, that might feel self-centered. But for us, as a boundary... If he takes every phone call, I would never see him. I would, there would, I would have no relationship with him. He would spend no time with me or the kids. And that's a boundary that we had to set in place. It's not, but it allows him to be a healthier pastor, a healthier person, because he's spending time with his wife and his kids and being healthier. So that might come across as being selfish. It's actually just making a healthier everyone in the circle. Um, it, you know, it comes across that way that, you know, when we set boundaries that... that um, So, I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, he has to the I'm like, um, uh, so, you know, that yes, it may come across as that. And maybe sometimes it even just takes an explanation. Most people in there are upset that we don't answer the phone call. And if you actually just explain to them. So, I understand that, you know, this is what, can I cold till tomorrow? Can, can I call you back at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning when I walk in the office? Can I call you back tomorrow? Because right now I'm really just trying to, you know, my kid has a practice tonight and I need to be there. Most of the time if we actually are grown-ups and we're having a grown-up conversation with someone, it, that, and you just tell them why you set the boundary, this boundary is in place because of this. Most people, 9 or 10 times there are, is the occasion. You, still have, you don't get to change your boundary because that person's upset. But most of the time, most people will understand that and go, oh, I see, I understand. We have a church of 250 people. Well, on any given day, 10 of them call and have an issue. That's just the truth. That's what goes on, and we want to help and be here and love them. But there is one day a week, and it is Monday, that that phone is on. That we're just not accessible. But, so, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Jason, Um, and even within that, you know, Pastor Danny's probably about the most accessible pastor you'll ever come across, and that's just the truth. Um, and uh, we, you know, we, we've, I've even had to help him. You know, he, he's been doing this way longer than me, and he is a great, he's an awesome pastor. But even we have had to help him say, okay, you need to, you need to be, you be, you need to be able to block out some time where you can just you know, even take a nap during the day or just kind of just rest and recover so that you have enough energy and enough to enough uh, enough fuel to continue uh, through the, the rest of the week. You want me to just do the rest of this? No, he's going to be a big boy and go. You'll, you'll get a prize. You'll survive. All right. And so, um, you know, so that that's something um, that we do. But, but one of the things that, uh, you know, we, what you'll notice that we that one of the things that we do 
have that is a little bit different than maybe a larger church is sometimes you don't have um, the access to the pastor's cell phone numbers, you know, and uh, we, we do that. It's a little bit different. A lot of pastors tell, tell us that you guys are crazy, you know, but um, we do really feel like Grace Place is a family. And so when we, we have a lot of people, for whatever reason, we, we have a lot of people that are, end up in the hospital and a lot of circumstances happen within this church. Um, and it, maybe we just notice it more because we we answered the, our cell phones, you know. But um, but we but even within that, we we uh, I, I like last night. I had a couple people call me last night. I didn't call, and I didn't call them right back. But I I knew that if I just call, I would. It wasn't a situation where I needed to show up to the hospital that night. But it was a situation where I could call them back and uh, help them out the next day. And you're in in. In your lives, it's the same way. It, it may not be answering, um, you know, a phone as a as a pastor, but you may have your own certain things where you have a job or you even have friends that are calling you uh, at at different times during times where you uh, need to s- spend with your spouse or somebody else. Maybe some maybe you're visiting your grandkids and you sit outside that time and say, "I'm not answering my phone," and 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 uh, talking about that. Um, and that's my, my evening with my wife, is I, I try to uh, even block out that time on a daily basis, um, or else I end up just not spending any time with her, and then you don't have a happy wife, and boundaries are broken, and when your wife's not happy, your home's not happy. So, <laughs> um, boundary number two is uh, boundaries are a sign of disobedience. Sometimes, you know, somebody would go, well, I don't need to put boundaries into place, because that's only for for people that have no control over their life and and they're just it's just it's just for when things get out of control and when when you're not you're not doing the right thing well the 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 thing is is the the minute we we get that mindset that we don't need boundaries in our life because that's only for people that are disobedient <laughs> then that's when uh, that's when satan that's when the enemy wants to attack you the, we talked about it uh, last week when we were talking about the laws of being um, proactive instead of reactive. If you can put, put boundaries in place before things do get out of hand, you're going to be protected. And, um, and when you do that, uh, you're, you're, you're just going to feel just better about your situation because you're going to know how to react when situations come your way. Um, so... The, the myth of, of boundaries are only for people with lives out of control. Well, guess what? There's not one person that, that has something in their life that isn't out of control. Even, you know, every person is a sinner. We all make mistakes. We all have issues. <laughs> they're they're going to be different than the next person. And within those issues, we all need to establish some kind of boundary to help to continue to grow. It's not about being... Uh, a perfect person tomorrow, but it's a, it's about continuing to um, to improve on our lives and to build upon those things. And as we uh, as we build upon those things, uh, it's about God refining us. Because the more that we realize that we're a people that uh, have sin in our lives and that we are people in need, God God sees that, and God wants to refine us. God wants us to come to Him. He doesn't want us to be stubborn people that say, you know what, God, I don't need your help. I don't need boundaries. 
I'm just going to do this on your own. No, God wants to say, you are people that need help and you're going to make more mistakes, but we're going to get over this hurdle. We're going to, we're going to move past this and we're going to put boundaries in place because you know what? You all are disobedient people at the end of the day because we're all sinners and you all need some boundaries put in place. Um, number three. Daniel, you made my son's day. They're, they're in there. They're. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, if I'd be getting certain boundaries, I will hurt. I will be hurt by others. Boundaries are... Um, so we... If, if, I, if I begin setting boundaries, I will be hurt by others. I understand that. I'm just going to think about... I had an idea and now I just kind of threw it out the window. Um, so, you know, this one is... I, a lot of us have said, so all of a sudden I'm just going to start boundaries. You know, all of a sudden, like out of the blue, for people I'm just going to be different. I'm just going to say, nope, I can't do that anymore. Yesterday I did it, today it's not happening. Today I'm saying no, yesterday I said yes. So, I, you know, are people, are you going to be hurt? Are, you know, are you saying that because you did get hurt, because you're hurting other people? Like, how does it just spring up? Well, actually, what ultimately is going to happen is um, people respect it. They may be shocked by it. There may be a reaction to it. But ultimately, when you put that boundary up you're just saying i respect myself i respect my time i respect your time you know if if i if we said yes to everything in our lives you wouldn't actually attend anything because at you would be leaving work early to get to your kid's soccer game to then you know to stand there and be there but then you have to bail out early on that because your other kid has a game and you have to bail out you know you'd have to you're already late to that to then show up to this and then you totally miss dinner because, well, it's 8 o'clock at night now and everybody's just getting fast food on the way home. And, oh yeah, by the way, your teacher called and I never returned that call. And they were all of a sudden, because you said yes to so many things, that, the, that there was no time for it. No one got Ed piece of you because everybody was like, you left early, Mom. Mom, you didn't come. You were late. And everybody's looking at you saying, you failed, you failed, you failed. What boundaries does is it's trying to help you help you respect yourself and help others respect you it's a two-way street and yes you know you say okay that didn't work out yes it takes what i've realized about teaching this class and studying more about it is boundaries is about communication there is no way if yes if you start being crazy and weird and being like well i'm saying no today bye and everyone's like okay she's just weird like she said yes she could do it yesterday but today she can't Unless you say, hey, I've been taking a boundaries class. I really think that you should know this. I need to set this boundary to protect this or because I need more time to do this. And all of a sudden this went from that was, you know, that doesn't make sense. And I'm kind of mad at her. Like, why'd she do that? To, oh, I understand. I can be understanding that. And like I've always said, there's always the 10% of people that are understanding. And, and those are the people that probably shouldn't be in your life, just to be honest. Just... Just to throw it out there, but the people that don't love you enough, normally the first couple weeks of setting a boundary is going to be harder. But ultimately, you will have more respect. You will have more time to love, and other people can love you more because they know who you are. If you're saying yes to everything, even as, like, my sister and I all love to scrapbook. 
I'm not a big scrapbook, and they really did. They did the classes, and I did all the stuff, and I tried to scrapbook. It's just not me. Just to be honest, it just wasn't. I, that was not my cool little thing to do. <laughs> I mean, I, my mom bought me all the scrapbooks and stuff, and was like, "You need to do a baby book for Matthew." The baby book for Matthew's still not finished. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was seven years old. I just, it just wasn't my deal. Now the whole pickaboo thing is more my sister's deal again. Like she loves like throwing pictures up there, and she types all about it. I love to like put the pictures in the book and that it prints and it comes to our house. But my sister writes like a whole journal in it, and she's like all of the details, and I'm like, we went on vacation. <laughs> like, it's just not, it's absolutely not me. Like, can I decorate a party and do all the other things? Yes, but that's just not something that got passed on to me. I'm like, okay, like it would be scrapbooking night, and I'd be like, can I sit and do something else? <laughs> this is just not my thing. But if I would have, I kept on saying yes, and yes, and yes, because I wanted to be there, and. Eventually I realized, no, this is just not me. Like, my, I'm actually getting upset that I have to sit here and watch you do this. Like, I like the end product. I don't like doing it. And eventually there was a boundary that had to be set to say, you have to find a different time to spend with me, Mom, because this is not it for me. This is, this is just ticking me off. Like, and it seems like so silly. Like, that's not a real boundary, except it was making me angry. <laughs> it was actually, like, making me like, scratch. And I'm like, I, there's stuff all over. And I, there's scraps. And I would like clean up. That's like what's my job for scrapping. It's just cleaning up the garbage off the end of the table. And no, that's not garbage. That's I'm like, that's just, cut it off. You throw it in the garbage. It just wasn't my thing. And is that like half a star? And you're like, no, it's just half a star. What are you going to do with that? Yeah, and I just, I didn't get it. It just wasn't me. And with all that, eventually I just had to say, find a different time. Because this is, this is your time with her. This is not, this is not me at all. Well, simple little things. And eventually my mom goes, okay, so let's go shopping instead. Or let's go to dinner instead. And I was like, okay, I can do this. And you know, my mom was like, you're just irritated. I'm like, it was just why they're not my thing. <laughs> don't talk to me about it because it just stressed me out. And simple little things. And eventually I got to know the things I loved because I set a boundary. I got to find, you know, sometimes when we cut those things off of our life, we actually find out who we are. A lot of times boundaries are about not appeasing others. Not about, they're, they're not going to hurt, you're not trying to hurt others by setting your boundaries, but you're not, in some ways, by not setting those boundaries, you're hurting yourself. Um, number five is, uh, boundaries mean I am angry. Mm. <laughs> to be, sometime here, yeah, Jocelyn talked about, uh, you know, you go to the person and you, uh, you just go up to them, and it's, maybe it's somebody you've you've always said yes to to everything. Like they ask you something, you never want to you know disappoint them or let them down or or whatever the case may be, and and they always ask you for a lot of favors. And deep down, you don't really want to do that favor because you know maybe it's uh, hey, can you watch can you watch my kid? You know, and and uh, you're like yes, you know, yeah, and. Uh, but it's just all the time. It's just not like a one-time favor, and you're just. And then they go, "Hey, uh, you know, can you do this? Can you, you, whatever the case may be, it gets to be a long list of things that that are just kind of burning you out. There's something, someone that is just burning you out, and you've just said yes to them. And then you go and you take this boundaries class, and, and, and maybe this. I don't know if any of you guys have had this reaction after four weeks of this class, but you, you go. Hey, I just wanted to let you know I'm going to say no to you because I've taken the boundaries class and I'm putting up my limits right now. You know, and they're thinking, okay, this per- that, this is weird. This is really no. This is, I I'm saying no. You know, and they're like, okay, this is this is different. Um, and then uh, they they think, wow, what what is what is you know what is wrong with that person? Why are they so mad? 
<laughs> yeah, where's this class at? Just because you set boundaries in place doesn't mean that you're mad at everybody. Uh, but there is something that I want to make very clear when you do set boundaries. With, you know, and this usually happens with people. When they say uh, boundaries mean you're angry, it usually means that you're dealing with somebody that you've said yes to constantly and that you finally said no to, and they're probably going to think you're angry at first. Uh, but it's really important that when you, when you, you do say finally put a boundary in place and you do say no, is that you do it in a way where, where, you're, where you're, you are a little bit stern about it. Yeah, you're not mad, but you're saying, hey, I'm not being taken advantage of anymore. I, I have to do this because if I do this for you, then I'm affecting something over here. I'm, a, I'm either affecting myself and my health or affecting my kids or other relationships because I'm constantly saying yes to you. If... Uh, I, I have a friend, and I, I love this friend. He's a, he's a very good friend. I went to college with him. and uh, he, But he was a very needy friend. And uh, he, he moved. He grew up in Oregon, but we both went to school in California. But he moved up here because he thought it would be really great to live next to his buddy. And I had been, and I, I just got married to Jocelyn. I got, you know, and here, we, here I have. I have two kids. And he's still a single guy, thinking it's still college. Or something, you know, that he's going to move move up here, and it was just going to be an extension of college. And so, he would he would call uh, call me just about every single day and say, "Hey, uh, let's play, um, you know, let's play a video game together." <laughs> you know what I mean? I have kids now, you know. Or, "Hey, let's go, let's go hang out, or let's go see a movie." And I'm like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Chad. I, uh, you know, I'm married. I have kids. I can't just." hang out whenever you want you know it doesn't really work that way but maybe we can figure out a time when when we can uh do something and then i and and he took that as i was angry at him he he goes well if you don't want to spend time with me then that must mean that 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 you don't really want to be my friend anymore um and he would get angry and he actually would even get uh angry and or, or he thought i was angry which would make him angry and uh, and then he would just stop calling altogether, and uh, you know, and this is something I had to realize very quickly, um, entering into not just a marriage relationship but a father from day one, is that uh, if I was to still go and just act like a single guy and do all the single guy things and be able to do whatever I want when I wanted, then I probably, you know, my wife probably wouldn't have wanted to uh, be married to me to this day. So, <laughs> but I knew that I had to put those boundaries in place, whether people thought I was angry or not. And eventually he realized, um, somewhat realized, when he had his, when he, he eventually got married, <laughs> and he has uh, a child of his own, and uh, he started to realize, you know, what kind of commitment that really does take, and that uh, what kind of time, at, it, you know, investing time in your family and that you can't just do anything whenever you want and so uh it, it's been a it's been a blessing as he's been able to realize that i wasn't angry at him it's just my life had changed and uh, that happens with a lot of us there may be a situation where you go you know what my life changed and i need to put a boundary in place to say no to somebody some something or someone and they may think that you're angry at them for a while but, you, you know, my advice to you when you do put up that boundary is to just continue to uh, just, com you know, send them maybe a text message or a phone call. Hey, just wanted to see how you were doing. Um, 
and, and just kind of keep open line of communication going because eventually they'll realize that you're not angry at them but that you're really just trying to protect other things in your life um, and that you're just, things have changed. Yeah, I got even. I was just <laughs> yeah, I, I, I skipped one. I did my wife's. <laughs> did you skip four? No, I think so. Did I skip really four? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I you already went over. Oh, well, you already did four. It was. Uh, I did three and four kind of as a combined. It was uh, hurt, hurting the first number I did three. Hurting, it could hurt you or her others, or, or and you I kind of yeah. just rolled them into one. Um, well, when I others set boundaries. <laughs> 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 I thought I did very specifically. I have odds. Bye-bye. I don't want to see you again. Uh-huh. When others set boundaries, it injures me. So we're all talking about boundaries, but flip the coin. When somebody else comes to you and says, hey, so, you know, we've always had this arrangement that I would, you know, watch your kids or I would do this favor for you or it's kind of or Christmas comes around and you've always done this cool thing with another family and they come and say hey you know what I can't do it anymore guess what we get to be gracious we get to be that you know the kind of response that you want from that you know what you have to be that it, it kind of stings you're gonna go oh man so you don't but just like we're talking about reaching out that olive branch to that other person and and but you, so, because what's going to happen is, so people in this room even start setting boundaries. What affects the people in this room? When, you know, even families go, okay, we need to have more family time together. So that means that girls, once a month, night, that everyone got together. Well, I mean, it happened anymore for that friend because not that they're trying to exclude you, just they're trying to put boundaries and setting things up in place to help. And so, you know, I, and so it's, it doesn't have to injure or hurt you and you need to remember that as people start setting even if you set a boundary you actually may set an example for the people that you just have the boundary to they may start backwards setting boundaries and uh and so you know i had a really like really we had neighbors who we really liked and uh we were really trying to like witness to them and be there except they lived like our, okay, if they talk, you could actually hear them in our house because we had zero lot lines. So, I mean, like, literally... Like, it's like the new, you know, how they build the new houses now. Like, and you're literally, like, I could reach out know, and touch the house. Yeah, like, your bathrooms are right next to you. So, hey, neighbor, can I get a, you know, toilet paper? <laughs> I mean, we were super, super close. But the thing was is that um, we were trying to be friendly, and they kept them just like, hey, so I'm running to the grocery store where you watch my kid. But they never, like, let me respond. They just walked out the door. And then to the point where they were like walking in my house at like 8.30 in the morning. And I'm like, okay, I'm really glad we're dressed. But like, well, you know. sometimes. <laughs> I'm like I'm getting ready for like work. Yeah. Getting ready for work. Like, She's like, coming upstairs. Hey, Jocelyn. Yeah, like coming all the way up my house. Not like standing in my entryway, but like oh, standing boy. in my kitchen. And I'm like, oh, cow. Hi. <laughs> like, you know, and and as, you know, I, I kept trying to like, you know, 
yeah, and we like didn't know what to say though. At the same time, like I'm trying to witness to them and I'm trying to be there and I'm trying to say like, of course, and of course I'll watch the kids. If I was home, I was trying to be nice and we eventually just moved. It, not because of that, but it just worked <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> so it was for boundaries. I know. We're, we're out of here. <laughs> I totally just stunk the, at that situation and fixing it and all those things. But there was, there was a specific time where um, her husband came home and goes, everybody out of my house. I mean, like, everybody. And, and he had just had it, too, because she had invited, at the same time, she had invited other neighbors over to her house because she wanted to walk into everybody else's house. So she was just being that same person. Almost like she didn't have boundaries. It just didn't bother her. That's great. <laughs> Long day of work, and, you know, you got and ten you kids. Have, you know, you got ten, like, literally the whole neighborhood was sitting in our house. And I was actually going, I was actually over there to get my kids to come home for dinner. I was like, okay, enough for being the neighbor's house. Come home now. I like you. You belong in my house. And, and he's like, just get out. And, and, you know, all the kids are freaked out with their brains. Like, we were playing, and she was happy, and now who is this guy? Because homes are very different in the day when the men are all gone. And so, you know, so, but all these children, all, even these moms that were coming to pick up, because it was 5 o'clock and everyone was going for dinner, were all very taken back. Like, and not taken back in a good way. They're all, like, mad and, like, put the shooting kids and ran out of the house, you know, not in a good way. No, was that a good set of boundaries? He didn't handle it right, all those things. But my response wasn't to get mad. I actually said, way to go in. And I walked out the door because I was thinking, he's thinking it. So, I mean, he's going, get out of my, like, I just want to, like, come home and not have 10, you know, these other kids that are not my kids. I can't punish them. I can't put them in the room. They're, they don't belong here. Like, go home sometime. You know, it's dinner time. Go home to your house. I don't want to feed you dinner. I don't, I pay for my kids to eat dinner. I don't want to pay for it every night. It's okay to have a friend over, but that's like, we didn't invite him over. He was just there. So, <laughs> um, so, you know, I was proud of him, but my response gave him courage to actually come back to the families. And a couple weeks later, he actually was like, you know what? At five o'clock, I just need there to be kids at my house. But if every person was mad at him and never talked to that man, that man again, that didn't help. Now he's just, they just alienated himself. I mean, it just sets totally horrible other things in spiral and out of control. But just by responding when other people come to you and say, hey, I got to set a boundary. Even if they yell it, even if they say, okay, get out. That, that's a boundary. They just said it. Not well. Not the way we are taking, we want you to do it. But e that is even a boundary. Or, you know, don't smoke in my car, man. Get stopped. You know, something as simple as that. But, that's a boundary. Either, you know, lots of people, you know, get upset. They, they, they've held it in so long and I'm giving you a ride. Can't you just not smoke my car? You know, like, they just blow up. But that is a boundary. And it is our jobs. And if we are an example to this, that when people blow up or they, you know, they, no matter what, how they come across, our jobs are to say, you know what, you're right. Okay. You know? That, that, that is our job. If we're setting the example that we're going to start setting boundaries, they start setting boundaries, it may not come out. They haven't been to the class. They may not know. Or even if sometimes boundaries come out in bad moments, it's just the truth. They're just when the, the pot always boils over eventually, and it will boil over. And whenever that is, it's our job to be gracious and kind and loving. And sometimes the best answer is just okay. Just a soft okay is way better than hashing into all of it in a heated moment. It's just okay, you're right. Okay, I can do that. that. That's it. Work out the details later. Work out the things later. But the the kind and gracious, especially if you're taking this as a married couple, 
each of you will have your own set of, hey, I think that this is what we should do as a boundary we should set. But that may not be the same boundary, just, just to be honest. I mean, you know, we've talked about different things that we may need to put a boundary in or whatever as going through this, and it may not be the same idea. I may be thinking of a boundary, and you may be thinking of a boundary, and they're totally different. But, you know, sometimes the simplest is just, okay, and let's see how that works. You know, let's, let's try that. Let's see if that does work. And a simple, kind response is going to go way farther than a, fine, I'm never talking to you again. <laughs> We're on this one. Okay. <laughs> Making sure. You, you know, are odd now. Uh, boundaries <laughs> cause feelings of guilt. I was thinking, as we started talking about these myths of boundaries, a movie came to, my, to, to mind about just boundaries in general, boundaries that are broken and how to not handle bound, or, or an unhealthy way of ha- handling boundaries. Have you ever seen the movie What About Bob <laughs> with, 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 uh, with Bill Murray? Yeah, yeah, I, I know, but uh, all right. So this story, if you haven't seen it, is this guy, and he has a lot of. Uh, he, uh, no, no, Bill Murray's not. He had Bob has a lot of issues, but he has a therapist, and his therapist says, "Hey, I'm going to be going on a vacation with my family, and Bob, I'm not going to be able to see you for a couple weeks and help you with your issues." So, so, so Bob shows up on his doorstep. And says, I want to, you know, I can't deal with you being gone for two weeks. And he goes, Bob, I have to have time with my family and I can't always spend it with you. So Bob uh, figures out where they're going and actually shows up to their family vacation cabin. And he shows up and he knocks on the door and the family goes, hey, this is a really nice guy. And the kids like Bob, but, but Bob is just, just... He's pushing uh, past Leo as the therapist. He's just pushing his buttons by breaking boundary after boundary after boundary after boundary to the point where Leo eventually ties Bob up um, with some explosives because he can't handle Bob anymore. (laughs) Now, that's a little bit extreme on on how to deal with uh, when boundaries are broken. Um, But in the same way, how, how Leo had reacted in that way, that's maybe how we sometimes feel on the insides where we, we just we, we haven't set proper boundaries in place and handled it the right way to where we're just ready to just erupt on the inside and eventually it does lash out. And we end up severing relationships and hurting others, which Jocelyn talked about earlier. In this situation, he ended up erupting on Bob and just going off on him and saying, I don't want you a part of my life, my family's life. And he ended up um, feeling guilty about that. And... <coughs> Um, what can happen is if we set a boundary in place, sometimes people, we, we talked about hurt and harm a couple weeks ago where sometimes we put a, a boundary in place and that may hurt the person because uh, that maybe, maybe they don't agree with that boundary and they don't like the boundary that was put in place. But ultimately, if you put that boundary in place, you know that it, it may hurt for a while, but ultimately... It's, it, if you don't put the boundary in place, it's going to harm you, and it's going to harm them, and it may harm others. Uh, we're eventually, uh, after, after we do boundaries and going into September, we're, we're actually, Thursday nights is going to morph into, for a while, celebrate recovery. And, that, and the reason, one of the main reasons why we did boundaries is that I felt it was very appropriate to do that going in as a segue into celebrate recovery. Um, and uh, the whole thing about Celebrate Recovery is it's dealing with hurts, habits, hang-ups, and heartbreak. And uh, 
oftentimes, uh, you know, and, and a lot of it has to do with, you know, addictions. It's addictions. Um, and sometimes we have to put boundaries in place to, to break past certain addictions or other people uh, encourage us to put boundaries in place. And we can, uh, what happens is, is if I was to uh, go to somebody and said, hey, you know what, you really need to stop doing that because it's hurting you and it's hurting me and it's hurting other people. And they may lash out at me, get angry, be, and out of being hurt. And if they get hurt, one of the worst things I can do is start to feel guilty and then say, well, maybe you can still do that because I, I feel bad and that's something you really need to, it's something you really need. And I'm, and so we sometimes call this, uh, you know, you're, like a dependency, like a codependency where like you, you are, you're trying to help somebody and, and what we do is they come back to us and then we feed more into them by not sticking to that boundary because we're, we're feeling guilty that uh, either we're not helping them the right way or we can't stick with the plan of trying to help them because they get upset and we don't want to re- lose that relationship. Sometimes it's going to hurt so much that you may even lose that relationship for a time. And so it's really important that boundaries, that uh, just because sometimes it makes... It's important to not feel guilty when a healthy boundary is put in place. One of the hardest things as we do this boundaries thing and, and as we practice, you know, as we evaluate... Because I know that each and every one of us are evaluating situations in our life going, oh yeah, that does apply to me. Yeah, that, that I can see where I need to fix that. You know, one of the things that's really important is that there's going to be situations where you put boundaries in place, you're going to feel kind of guilty about it at first. You're going to feel guilty, you're going to feel bad because you really do care about that person. But if you do care about that person, you know that that boundary needs to be put in place because you, need, you know that ultimately it's going, to cause, uh, it's going to cause more help than harm in the long run. And that's why where we need to just be able to push past the feelings of guilt. Uh, and the last one is boundaries are permanent and I'm afraid of burning my bridges. So you own your own boundaries. So so say you set a boundary up. So there like I can use one for us is like um for Mike like we talked about, he doesn't answer the cell phone at the dinner table. Just don't do it. I'll, I'll throw something at you. Get the phone out of your hand. Like, it's not happening. Like, unless he wants to go sleep somewhere else, he knows. Like, it's just a boundary that don't cross with me. I just don't do it. Well, that changes. If London and I are in the hospital, and tomorrow is probably an eminent surgery, that's a boundary that literally I will kill you if you break. But the circumstances just totally changed. You know, baby's sick. We have something going on. Something else is there. You know, somebody in church is having surgery and we need to know the report if we need to get down there, what, you know, whatever. The circumstances, it's my own boundary. If it needs to be broken and I need it to be, you know, today, you don't have to do that boundary because we're in a different circumstance. Life handed us a different cards than what the boundary is normally. But we own our own boundaries. So the only person that should be breaking a boundary or actually just hitting pause, not even breaking it, just saying, oh, it just needs to go on pause for a week while we straighten this situation out so this boundary is broken. Like, don't live, you know, we don't, like, I'm just having something or this isn't a real boundary, but I'm just saying, you know, that you may say, you know, our in-laws can never live with us because it just won't work. But if they're transitioning between house and house and they need a place for 10 days, you maybe might consider, yes, it's a boundary, 
but I can put it in pause for 10 days to allow this to happen because it's not a permanent, it's not a real thing, it's a, they, they already have the next place, it's already taken care of, but they need help for 10 days. So the, it's your own boundary. You're not breaking it if, you, if circumstances changes for a short period of time. You own your own boundary. And sometimes a boundary that we can make a year ago, our lives have morphed and changed and we may say, that's not need to be a boundary anymore. Like, that's not even a part of my life anymore. Or, you know, I've grown and I've changed. I don't need that strict of a boundary. You know, whatever the case may be, we, that's, we own it. No one else owns it because it's, it's out there. That doesn't mean that, you know, you know, that it, you don't need to change it. I said I would never move back into my family's house. When we left, I said, okay, <laughs> we're all on our own. This is great. My mom passed away. My baby got horribly sick and I needed to move closer to the hospital. My dad, it was time for him to start over, to have a place where there wasn't kids running through the house and a place for him to recover and rest. And my dad said, we were at the cardiologist and he's sitting there going, um, so at this point, if I lived in that house still, I don't think I would be here because the stress and the kids' commotion is just too much for me to handle. That's great and that's fine, but it was time for me and Mike to say it's time to move back in, the, you know, to help, to help us, to help them. It was a mutual good situation for everybody on the table. But three years before, I sat there and said, I'm out, I'm done, I'm not moving back. I can stand on my own two feet. I don't need to move back. But did I know three years later that my mom would have passed away, my dad needed the rest, my sister's husband walked out the door? Nope. So I had set a boundary. But it was mine to break. It was mine to say. It, the boundary isn't there anymore because, well, half the people are gone out of the scenario. You know, like it just—it wasn't the same, and it, I wasn't moving back into the same house. Um, so it—that it, is like a humongous one. That when we throw those words out, that no, I will never. That you know, this cannot happen again. Um, okay, but two years down the road, everything looks different. The reasons you put those boundaries in place are no longer there. You need to own it. This boundary is not sat out there and spoken and you know, all the damage, you know, whatever is done, it's yours to own and that is, I feel like one of the most important things to realize. That when we put boundaries in place, our boundaries are there to keep us safe and healthy. If that, all the things that were harmful are gone or all the things that we were scared of or all the things that needed to be done, for me, not going home again was about being on my own two feet was to saying, I'm putting the boundary in place essentially for me. Because I, my parents, my, my sister used to call me a bad penny. Like literally, I like, you know, went to college, came home for the summer, went to the next college, came home again for like a year, you know, got married, got divorced, came home. I mean, like literally, I had gone and come back and gone and come back and gone and come back. My parents were like, we just need to know that there's a room for her. Cause, and now she's got kids too. So I'm not one room, there's multiple rooms. And, and they literally just called me a bad pen because I just kept coming back. And when I heard them say that, when they actually said it to my face, I realized, no, I'm never coming back. Like, don't don't think I'm ever like crossing this room. I'll come and visit you, but I'm never sleeping here. And my, it was to the point where like a snowstorm would happen and it would be Christmas and I would drive home because I was not staying at the house because I was a bad penny. And I did not want to be a bad penny. And it was a boundary for me. I didn't. I, it had nothing to do with them. They were loving and welcome and all those things. And yes, it was a joke, but sometimes jokes are half true. So, and it was true. I had to come back and I had to come back. And, but for me, that was a boundary to say, 
I can never do it again. Now, am I back? Yes, but we stand, you know, we contribute, like we pay 50%. Like I'm not there on their dollar. I'm there on my dollar. I'm there as my home. I didn't, I don't just live in the basement. I live in the home and I, I, you know, it's very, very different. I contribute now. I don't just live there. You know, it's my choice to be there. It's, it's our home. It's, it's 50-50 in the house. When before it was, my mom was helping me get on my feet. I was a single mom with two kids. I was pregnant actually. I mean, there was no, I mean, I had no way to make an income. I had, you know, there was no, there was nothing for me to contribute. I think like, you know, it was just, you know, I, the amount I did was a couple hundred dollars, you know, whatever it was, it was so small compared to when you're actually living and you pay mortgage and you, you know, you pay for your food and you pay for all this, you're looking at the bills going, wow, that takes a lot to like, but I do all of that now. So it changed, those boundaries could be broken and changed and so, but it was mine. And when we realized that the boundaries all up to us. Now I say that, but I kind of want to put an asterisk next to it here. Yes, it is yours, but sometimes we need to give that boundary to someone we love next to us, like maybe our husband or our best friend to say, this is a boundary I want to break. There are some boundaries we put in our life that are to keep us safe. Just as a, I'm gonna stop smoking. Put it up, I'm gonna stop, that's my boundary. I'm going to stop smoking. But ultimately you wanna smoke, correct? So you did it to begin with. So if you want to stop smoking, sometimes we need to get that boundary away to somebody else to keep on going. You made a boundary. You, you know, the accountability partner there. Not to like bash you over the head, but I'm saying to remind you, no, you made this boundary to keep you safe, to keep you healthier, to, to do all these things. So sometimes we need to get an accountability partner to help us keep our boundaries. So yes, you own it and it's ultimately yours and you're responsible for it. But the ones that we want to break, we need an accountability partner to help us get there because some of them, yes, you own it, but I'm just telling you. You're not you owning own it. it. Yeah. <laughs> when you own it and you want to break it, that's not going to work out so well. So that's it. Um, so uh, is there anything, uh, before I close in prayer, any, anything that uh, anybody else wants to say? I always like to leave the end for any observations or thing, questions or anything. Just watch out tomorrow. Oh no. <laughs> oh, I'm scared. <laughs> food. Yeah, food, <laughs> so, Working. I have something to add to Crystal because I always do. So I kind of walked in late, and it was kind of ironic. The one that you're on was the boundaries about saying yes to everything and never being able to truly commit to anything. Mm-hmm. That's why I was late. You know, because I've got all these plans coming on this weekend, and I'm going to get everything done, and nobody understands that I have a job that I have to do, and nobody's going to do it for me, so I'm going to do it, and I was late to get the kids, and couldn't get in touch with Nana, and they're walking, they're grumpy, and I'm like, oh, Lord, help me, because, you know, then it created some conflict when, you know, I try to say, you know, I'm doing the best that I can, mm-hmm. you know, so I was like, ah, oh, if I would have just set that boundary, I would have been all good. <laughs> so it's like the backlash of not having the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Being able to say yes to everybody. Yes, we can leave at 6 o'clock in the morning. Yes, I'll be we're off work on time. No, it, it didn't happen when four meetings were thrown into one day today. That was unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> so it put me behind. But, I mean, just...
just setting those boundaries up front, you know, telling my boss, you know what, I have to leave at this time, I can't meet with you, we're going to have to wait until I get back from vacation if it is not time critical. So. Yeah, and that, I mean, we talked about that before you got here, it's just for being pastors, we don't get that, I mean, I tell everybody Monday, unless you're like in the hospital, I'm sorry, you know, and sometimes if my dad is less busy on that day, we might throw him his way, but my dad needs the rest of the same way. You know, so that sometimes, and that we'll listen to the voicemail. I'm not not gonna listen to the voicemail on Monday, but I listen and I'm like, can I can I wait till tomorrow? Can I wait till 8 a.m. tomorrow night? Because I'm really happy to help you at 8 a.m. But today's, I, I have to, you know, the, my kids, you know, for my my wife and my kids, don't see me. I mean, yeah, we may run around the office together, but <coughs> most times I'm like, what did you do today? Like, we might be in the same little area right here. We have. I have three children. I homeschool two of them right now. He has a million meetings. Like, he showed, we had a counseling session today together, and he shows up late. So I'm like, in the <laughs> Hi, yeah. and I'm like, I'm with him. I'm like, you know, we have like a counseling noon. Let's go, dude. But you know, we don't talk. We don't see each other. We're running around the same office, like doing this. There's always craziness that happens at church. So, but with that being said, is there has to be for us. And during the school year, it gets more crazy because we have to be out of here at three o'clock on the dot because they charge me a dollar per, like a ten dollars per minute that we're there after school because she goes to a private. I mean, it's crazy. It's like worse than my Christian school. I'm like, holy cow, this is how you make your money because literally <laughs> they charge you ten bucks per minute after three fifteen, and school gets out at three fifteen. So you're not at the door to pick up your kid. They're gonna charge you. Oh yeah. So we make sure we're out of here on the dot at three o'clock. That's a boundary that hurts. Yeah, that one has some consequences when you get your bill at the end of the month. That one you can't break. Uh-uh. But, you know... right now. They want you to pay right now. Yeah. Yeah, like, let me see. If I'm running late. Do you think I actually have cash sitting on me? Probably not. I'm thinking if I don't pay, will you keep my children? <laughs> <laughs> but they put a little clause in there. If you're more than an hour late, they're calling CPS. So it's like... So you know that that for us we deal with that all the time and I know for you that's a really big one you have two kids you're a single mom and you work a full-time job there's going to be days where somebody's gonna get a no most every day somebody's gonna get a no I got three of them somebody's getting a no somewhere Annabelle <laughs> wants to go to a Annabelle wants to go this weekend to a birthday party a I don't know the parents B I'm like I have to drop her off by herself to someone's house. I don't know. Like I know she has little friends at her school. It may be a Christian school, but I'm not playing that game. And I, because Mike has a church about this Saturday. I'm like, I can't have three of you drop one of you. No way. And I just looked at her and said, "Hi." The answer is no. I, I can't. I can't do it. I literally can't. Your your sister brother are not invited to this birthday party. I don't feel comfortable dropping you off. I was gonna go with you, but Daddy has a church event. And not happening. Oh, the man. answer is no. You should have the tears flowing. My boundary is I don't do a birthday party, so I'm glad I got something else going on. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right, know. super jump house time. You know. Oh, yeah. Count me out. Oh, so. The jump house one. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I think I got to work on the yard. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, is I don't feel comfortable with it. When I started talking to her about it, she actually didn't feel very comfortable. If I wasn't going, she wasn't feeling great about the situation. Yeah. She's six. I mean, I'm. I don't know how many six drops you just drop off at a birthday party just don't know the parents. I mean, it's not like someone at church, you know, like, mm-hmm. exactly. so I just was like, I know we go to, she goes to a Christian school and all that, but that doesn't mean Jack. So I just, I was just like, no, honey. Yes, she cried. Yes, she's upset. She's still mad at me, actually. Mm-hmm. And she goes, so I just can't go. I'm like, I'll make it up to you somehow. Well, how? I don't know yet. 
you know. Sorry, you let you live mistake. if you don't. Yeah. It's, it's, so you know, yes, it, it hurt her. Did it harm her? And that's where the nose. That's that's the probably that's me for the biggest thing for you is. Did it hurt my kids? Probably a little stung a little heart a little bit. But did it harm them? Did it put them in harm's way because I had to say no? Most of the time the answer is just no. You know? Okay, can you just walk in my shoes for Yes. And so I think that that no you know, as a mom is almost your best friend. I could make it happen on Saturday. I didn't feel comfortable with it. I could have brought my other two kids, but they weren't invited, and that's awkward for the parent. Was putting on the part. I mean, I've gone through every scenario, and I just realized, no, no, no. The answer is just no. And so, and sometimes that's, you know, Matthew. You're not going. Matthew loves MMA. He has he has practiced five times a week. And There's I'm a no three of those days. I pay for five days a week, but then just no. I'm like, can I'm going tonight? Nope. Sorry, your other sibling has something else, or you know what? I just want you to spend the day with the family, and no one wants to be at a stinky gym tonight. Like, <laughs> you know, like, and the practices are you know two to three hours. So. Yeah, they're not. So. <laughs> so. So you know, I think the best thing for you is, did it hurt somebody? Maybe. Did it harm them? No. So then my answer is no. You know, and that that is the best. And I, you know, that line out of this whole series is probably the best line out of the whole thing. Is is just that right there? Is is that? And with children, with all those things. I'm hurt. Who's hurt? Why? Well, I think kids are getting anxious. So I'll I'll, uh, I'll close this in prayer. And uh, it's well, uh, it's it's yeah, in seven fifteen. Uh, Lord, I just uh, thank you for again for this time that we can. Uh, just talk about uh, just the the different circumstances of uh, of boundaries and how that sometimes uh, uh, we need to say no in certain situations. Sometimes we just we need to say yes to certain situations we said no to. So, uh, Lord, I pray that um, um, as we think of our own personal circumstances uh, with boundaries, Lord, that no matter what uh, we our priorities are set and we're taking care of the things that. Uh, that matter most, first and foremost, our relationship with you, God, and our, and then our relationship with our family and friends and work and all those things, Lord, are are in the, are put in place, protected, and uh, that uh, ultimately that we are following your your plan, um, walking in the the footsteps that you put before us instead of just trying to uh, plow through it on our own. In Christ's name, Amen. Amen.